How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking. How's your Sunday? My Sunday is going well. Welcome to the Journey to Develop Her podcast. Thank you. Um, today we have Tanisha Edwards from Jamaica. Any Jamaicans in the house? <laughs> I hope so. And many may not know that I'm half-breed Jamaican, <laughs> Jamaican, as I like to say, because I, I always loved the culture, embodied the culture. Just didn't go there until I was about 28 years old, unfortunately. I grew up in Brooklyn, Flatbush, and that's like the West Indies. <laughs> Very cultural, so... I, my mother, you know, she cooks the food. She taught me the dances. She's, you know, done everything to keep me connected. And so has my father in many ways. So Tanisha, how has COVID-19 affected the island of Jamaica? Okay, so I would say that it was scary in the beginning. I mean, we had one case and then the country was shut down. We, school, schools were out. We had stay-at-home orders. Um, most like everywhere else, and it was it was quite um, nerve wracking, right. to say the least. And where I actually live, they had the shutdowns because we, we had a rapid spread in that area. Um, and when I say rapid spread, I don't mean a lot. It's just that we had five, and then we had ten, and then we had seventy. Right. Oh wow. <laughs> so, I mean, so it was crazy, and then it was just going from seventy to. We got to around 400 really quickly. And so we had lockdown curfews for the parish that that was happening. And so that was a little bit, I mean, like a frenzy, but we still, some of us who had to get out still got out and did what we had to do. Cause I was working on construction, still I'm working on that construction. So I was able to do that. Um, but the, the island of Jamaica, the government of Jamaica, I think they did a really good job. They um, were on top of the COVID-19. We had a really slow um, peak. Right. And um, even now, they have, um, they have reopened the borders and they've been very strategic in how they let people in. They've been very strategic in how they manage the situation. And I think it's because of that that we didn't have um, this sort of incidents that we've seen elsewhere. Are you saying that they're letting Americans back in Jamaica? And I don't they, know. they are letting Americans really? in Jamaica. I didn't know that. Okay. But you have to apply. So there's a little, um, there's, I can send it to you. So okay. uh, visit Jamaicans who are coming home, they have to apply and they'll get a response like within 24 hours and the visitors, they'll um, just apply and say, Hey, I'm coming to do this or whatever it is. I'm coming on that day. And they'll give you a, a response okay as well it's really quick as as well but but you can't come through on the flight without that um permit okay well, that's good to know so you can come you can come if you wanna <laughs> awesome so that's good to hear so tanisha tell us a little bit about yourself what do you do for a living i guess like what's your occupation are you a real estate investor developer currently just tell us a little bit about yourself okay so I'm a college professor. I lecture geology at the top university in the Caribbean. I don't think I would get away with not saying that because it's a recent... I mean, wait, I'm sorry. You're a doctor, correct? Yes. I have a okay. PhD in geology. 
Um, so it's a re research PhD. I've not um, learned any medicine at all. So right. I wouldn't be able to help with a heart attack or anything like that. Um, but I'm at the top level with that terminal degree in my field in the area that I study. And so, as I was saying before, I'm a college professor at this top university in the, in the Caribbean, um, ranked among the best in the world. And in addition to that, I'm a serial entrepreneur and I'm just jumping into real estate investing and um, property management and development. So I'm a newbie, but I'm learning a lot and I'm learning real quickly. That's amazing. So, so far you've been, I guess the bulk of what you're doing has been project management or have you invested some of your own money and rehabbed some of your own projects? Okay, so I have invested my own money. Nice, awesome. So tell us about one of your first projects. Okay, so I'm still on my first project. That's that is that, that's awesome. That's, that's an investment and not where I actually live. It's a four unit prop property or building. Okay. And and that's what I'm working on. What should I tell you? It's, so tell it's, me it's, like what, let's talk about how you came across finding the property, how much you paid for it, how much money is required to rehab it. <laughs> if you don't I'm mind. Like, <laughs> sure. I'm looking and, like, I don't want to tell you all that business on no, here, no, but. Okay, um, okay, okay. All right. Let me see how let me see how I can phrase it, because then I also have to work out the, the currency. And I actually didn't think about that so, before coming on here. So, oh, um, so, you know, we could take a let's pause. So what I was going to say is I forgot that the currency is different. So what you could say is. Because um, your currency is totally different. So, what would be thirty thousand dollars American and Jamaican money? I'm gonna tell you shortly. Technically, four point two. Four point two. Four point two million. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, the, so the money is a, is a little bit different. Okay. Um. So I paid. I paid um. Seventeen. The, the, the sale price for the property was like 17 million. So let me divide that by 140. Um, so that would be around 121,000. Okay, yeah. so 120K approximately. Mm -hmm. But okay. the mm -hmm. property was in a state. Okay. Like it, it needed repairs. So I had to borrow some more money. So like right. another 30,000 on top of that. So then we'd say the total would be like 150. But then I had to find money from my pocket because what they yeah. allowed me to do. And what I wanted to do was completely different. Right. So I had to um, dig up a whole bunch of money, my partner and I, to right. actually expand this um, this this um, property to make it really valuable and for it to make sense for us. Because um, I knew that I wanted a property to to develop and something that would bring me income, so mm -hmm. so that it would be an investment and an asset rather than a liability. But I, I didn't really understand the numbers. And then also, so I went and I got material to really help me to understand the numbers. So after I got the property, then I was able to really figure out and crunch numbers to make it work for me. So, I mean, while I say that, I guess I can jump back and say, finding prop where I have a property, it's, okay. it's the kind of place that it's difficult to find properties because the demand is so high. 
Good. And so the prices are expensive for new developments. And most of the time you're getting these two bedroom apartments and these would go for something like, I don't know. Okay, so mine is gonna be like based on what's on the, the, the mark. Okay, in Jamaica, we have segments, right? The, the suburban area has a completely different value than the the city, which is Kingston and, and Montego Bay to some, and all the tourist areas as well have high inflated prices because the demand is so high. Right. And then also the city itself, which is Kingston, so the demand is pretty high in the best areas. And so the value um, for the property that I'm going to have is going to be tremendous, but it's not, to me, it's not the real value. It's going to be like probably triple or quadruple what I've invested. That's amazing. So that means you're going to have a great return on your investment. And are you going to have that property as a buy and hold or Airbnb, or are you going to resell it to another buyer? I'm definitely not into reselling right now. This is my first baby property. Um, for as an asset and not a liability. And so I am not keen on letting it go. I just want to make sure that I get, because the rent prices are also very high and, and good in these areas. So I definitely want to hold that one. Um, I might consider flipping things, but it will be like in the suburbs where the prices are lower so I can, you know, flip and get out. Right. But as for things that I'm um, trying to, Get in Kingston, those things I think I want to buy and hold. Unless I need the money for something, but otherwise it's right. just buying and holding. So how far is the suburbs from uh, Ocho Rios area or Montego Bay area or Negril, whatever tourist attractions you have? Well, if you think about Jamaica, it's pretty small and easy to get around, especially now with all the new highways. Right. And so... Um, the suburbs that are around Kingston, you can technically get to Ocherias in 45 minutes to an hour. So it's really easy, really convenient. Many people do it on a daily basis. Um, before they had this new highway, it used to be like three hours or so. So it's it's really neat now um, how they how they've done it. And that's the other thing, because of all these new infrastructure, I mean, bridges, road bridges and, and these new highways, mm -hmm. the demand for real estate in Jamaica is just really booming right now. And the developers are having a fantastic time. <laughs> and a lot of them are international as well. Wow. So, I mean, I should, I already knew, as soon as I got to Jamaica, I was like, this is where I'm probably going to retire I would love to buy land, have a farm, all that amazing stuff. And then when I feel like it, drive out to the beach and relax. It's going to be easy. Yeah. So I think that's still on my to-do list in the next two to three years. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Behind, I'm coming right behind you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, actually, for me, I'm pretty close to the beach, but it's, it's right. really closer to Kingston than the... It's a it's a it's a quaint little seaside town that I live right now, and um, local tourists come here a lot. Um, people who who are Jamaican who come visit home tend to come here a lot just because it's convenient and they don't have to go all the way to Ocherias. Plus, there it has its own culture. So where I'm at, it's Hellshire, and they have the most amazing um, rest. 
what do you call that now? Some cultural right. restaurants. Yes. Okay. So there's every kind of seafood and fish, and it's just done a particular way that they can't get it anywhere else. And so that's one of the attractions. The place is always jam-packed with high-end cars. And you would think, <laughs> what's the attraction? But that's it, the food and the fanfare. What I will say about Jamaica is that they have their Jamaicans in the country, the island of Jamaica. You, you guys have your own identity. So before I ever came to Jamaica, I've been to Aruba, I went to Barbra- oh no, Bermuda, you know, I think I went to one other place. But when I tell you, they don't have their own identity. Flair, flair. <laughs> they don't have like their own music. Well, they probably do. Let me take that. I don't know about Aruba. No, I think Aruba is like a melting pot of different um, islands. You have Dutch, you have different things going on there. Bermuda definitely wasn't really. Yeah, because that's a, like a still a British colony or something. They right. Pretty, right. They identify pretty much as British. Right. And then the food, I was like, where are Jamaican restaurants? So they had, you know, a Jamaican section of um, each of those islands. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, yeah, where's the Jamaican restaurants? Where's the Jamaican parties? Like, it was it was interesting that you just have Jamaicans have their own identity everywhere, even in London. Like, you know, they have they, their own quarters and they're doing what they do. And I just love it. And it's so funny that I'm on someone else's island looking for Jamaicans, right? <laughs> it's odd. I mean, I went to Ghana mm-hmm. and I saw a flag or something on somebody's car and I was, I couldn't contain myself. I was like, I mean, I was the only Jamaican in the group and I was just like frantic. I'm like, oh my God. And they said, oh yeah, some Jamaicans are here. That's <laughs> but wherever they are, they just tend to put up their flag, just mm-hmm. behave a certain way, talk a certain way, just show out everywhere. And it's just, I mean, it's something that we're proud of and it's uh, just the way how we behave. And it's kind of ingrained in us from when we were, we were young. Yeah, I'll tell you this, like I've been rocking Jamaican flag for years. I never stepped foot on soil, but I was rocking the flag, okay? <laughs> That's and- because your parents are making sure you know. Exactly. Like my, my dad, you know, he didn't really raise me, but um, when when he was around, yes, you know, food, culture, embedded all the time. My mom, you know, she's American, but she knows how to cook all of the food. She was in all the Jamaican clubs in Brooklyn. Like, so, you know, again, like I said earlier, it's easy to rub off. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we get a lot of, um, I don't want to say fans, but people who say, oh, this is nice. Okay, these people are it. Um, and it's part of it is because we're friendly and we're very sharing and caring. I agree. And, and I think that's why our tourism product does so well because we share, we share so much. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about more real estate. So I know recently we had a conversation about the banking and foreclosure process in Jamaica. Um, I shared with you how in the U.S., typically when someone has a home that they're defaulting on, so they've missed numerous amount of payments, typically that will result (laughs) for foreclosure. And then the bank typically lose they would lose money on that type of on that property so let's say they had 
that individual owed $500,000 on their home, the bank would probably turn around and sell it for 300,000. And then there's still about typically $200,000 of equity in the house floating around. And I think you told me that in Jamaica, the banks do something opposite, right? They Yeah, I mean, you had mentioned the term short sales right. to me. And I was like, what? I don't know about that. And I actually kind of tried to look it up and I didn't see anything in Jamaica that um, points to that. So, of course, I'm not a real estate professional or a realtor or anything. So, But I don't know about that at all for Jamaica. And what I do know is that if you mess up on your mortgage in Jamaica, um, very easily the bank can put up your property the bank or the lending, the, the mortgage holder can put up your property for sale and it's going to be auction style. And right. because the demand is so high, they're going to take, um, they'll get good offers and they can even make a profit. Um, they are also not obligated to take the best offer. And so it's really who they want to win, in my opinion. Right. <laughs> So, and, and, and this is some something or a disclosure that you see on all these different websites, but these websites with these foreclosures are defaulted mortgages. They mm -hmm. tend to be managed. These websites tend to be ma managed by the lending agency, the mortgage holder or the, the bank itself. Right. And then I will, what I will tell you about our market is that you have an opportunity to do a short sale while you're in the process of a foreclosure here, our properties do also go to the auctions. So you have the right to do it as a, a short sale. And typically you would have to show the bank, like, listen, I'm about to file for bankruptcy. And that's what the banks don't want you to do. Because if you file for bankruptcy, the house will get caught or literally attached to a file in the bankruptcy court and then nobody can do anything. It like freezes everything for about a year or two. So typically when you threaten the bank, so let's say you're about to go through, you're like three months behind, a year behind on your mortgage, whatever. That's how long you get in some of the states in the United States. Um, so New Jersey is one of them. I know somebody right now, they've been in foreclosure for 11 years. Say what? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, 11 years. <laughs> how did you get around that? But yeah, they've been in more, uh, foreclosure for 11 years. Craziness. I've seen seven years. I've seen different amounts of years. And that's in New wow. Jersey. Now, wow. where I also invest in Missouri, it's like a year, you're out of there. Maybe even six months, you're out of there. So that's probably more similar to Jamaica. But in certain states, um, you have a longer amount of time in your house and you could actually fight for your house. So one of the ways to stop the foreclosure is to do a bankruptcy and they also have um, what they call is a loss mitigation, which is also doing a modification of your loan. So that means they'll recalculate the payments for you and then restructure everything so you can get a lower payment. And sometimes it could even be a higher payment, but most of the time it will be a lower payment. So they do have like a lot of laws and clauses that allows you to restructure your loan. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes the banks say, no, we don't want to do that either. So then you threaten them with, I'll file for bankruptcy. And then they're like, oh, okay, let me, <laughs> let me do what they asked me to do. And then typically what you could do is a short sale. 
to prevent the house going to auction. Okay. If it does go to auction, you will be kicked out, of course. You will, your house will sell for more at the auction. So, you know, it depends on how much you owe on the house, really. Because if it's a house that's 500000 nobody's going to overbid 500000 if the house is not worth that, you know? Mm-hmm. So we do have similar practices, but there's way to, ways to get a, go around it. And as an investor, I've been looking into other methods. And I'm not going to really talk about it too much on this particular episode because that's like a whole lesson. But there's ways you can take over someone's mortgage payments, have them deed over the house to you. You take over their mortgage payments. They won't have any foreclosure or any pre um what do you call that? Short sale. So it's actually going to help them from ruining their credit and financial history. So you just take over their payments. You go ahead and take over the house. They'll deed the house over to you. And then you'll be responsible of paying the house off an X amount of time and or reselling it an X amount of time. Okay. So those are options too. Those are creative financing options in the U.S. It's called uh, subject to. And I'll probably do a podcast in full detail about that. Yeah. So I think um, for us in Jamaica, I mean, some of our laws are really different. And also some of the processes in our court system take a long time. So a lot of people have not really explored, you know, some of these other options. I mean, in terms of bankruptcy, I don't really know of Jamaicans filing for bankruptcy like that, although I'm almost certain it can be done. But just, I mean, it's not as if you're going to get away with anything. Right. They'll probably just sell the debt and it come after you some other way. But um, so because of that, people will tend to try to stay in the house long. So even if somebody purchases it, it's a hard time to get them out because then they have to go to court. And we have some laws that really protect um, tenants. So right. you can't just evict them. And also in some areas, the police is not going to easily just go and evict them. They could delay this thing in court for years and years and years. Right. Um, but in I've, I've heard a situation recently that was in the, uh, the the local news that some lady she was abroad she had a small amount of money left on her mortgage, so she, what she was doing she was paying in lump sum going away to work coming back and paying in lump sum, but apparently she was having some hard time where she was working abroad and so she wasn't making some of the basic payments and it was a small amount that she had to pay. Um, and somehow they just took her house and sold it. And she was so livid. She was crying to the news, yeah. you know, and everybody saying, oh, my God, how can they do this? It's even possible. I've been paying, like, you know, many years for this. I've, I mean, say so, for example, if it was $100,000 for this property in your um, currency, she probably paid up front 50% of that. And then she was paying a very small mortgage, but she just wasn't able to pay and they just took the house from her. So that was quite heart-wrenching to hear. But if, if people knew that there were ways that they could fight for their house, I think that would be important. And it's something that, you know, local people should really, and everybody everywhere should really understand because, I mean, it's an investment and it does affect your future. Absolutely. Um, I've been working with another local investor on basically trying to figure out a plan to help some of these people at least buy their houses back or another house in the next three years after they do 
face foreclosure because at the end of the day you you're facing foreclosure because you couldn't afford your mortgage right or your taxes because our taxes are very high in the state of new jersey so ultimately you i mean if you're living somewhere else you have to afford rent so you do have a financial obligation to pay where you live you know so i'm not saying this is just a cop out and you know they're not responsible no they are financially obligated they have to be smart about it yes, right. I, agree, I agree with you but so so i thought that new jersey was a cheap tax place but maybe that was for just the um like you know on commercial goods like what you purchase at a store maybe that's, yeah, that's, just, that's just the sales tax for um consumer goods or clothes or food okay because I heard that once and I just was wondering if it's misinformation. Yeah, it's like in certain parts of New Jersey, it's three and a half percent sales tax. Okay. I which heard is that. But yeah. the, the property taxes is one of the highest taxes in the entire United States of America. So how, how does that work? You have to pay separately, like just separate installments or you pay that monthly? So it depends on who, what, who you bank with or who you got your mortgage from. But typically, it in a real situation, right, it would be separate. You pay your mortgage separate from your taxes. But if you go through FHA, they bottle it together. So for instance, I'm selling a house, a house that I own right now. The taxes is $10,000 per year. Wow. Just the taxes. So it doesn't matter if I pay off the house next year, I'm still going to pay $10,000 a year in taxes just for the house to be in the soil on the street, you know? So that's that's expensive. Imagine if you, you become 70 years old, 80 years old, you have to have a budget of $10,000 per year to keep your house. If not, you're going to lose your house. Wow. And default because the taxes are so high. And then they go up every year. Wow. Yeah. So in, in Jamaica, the taxes for the property is separate as well. Um, you pay it once per year, but it's low because they don't tax it based on the value of the house that's on the land. It's actually just the value of the land. And it's the value of the land in Jamaica is pretty cheap. So, I mean, even where I was telling you in Kingston, where the prices are so inflated, the mm -hmm property value and the charge that the government charge you or the valuation that they assign to it is mm. it's like less than 10 percent wow so they do oh. do land assessment here as well so like the land i mean it depends i don't really have all the details in front of me right now so i don't want to say the wrong information but in most cases when they do the tax assessment it is worth the tax assessment is less than the, the house but because our state has a lot of different municipalities and of course they pay the the schools, the courthouses, the fire department, the police department out of that money. And it's so many different little towns in New Jersey. I think that's one of the reasons why the taxes are high. And if you rehab your house, the taxes go up as well. Yeah. It is, it's, okay, so that's something to bear in mind, but also the income from some of those rehabs are pretty good, right? Oh, of course. The incomes are great. Um, I mean, once, you know, I sell the house off, I don't have to worry about paying the taxes anymore. I just have to pay then taxes to the federal government on the money I earned from the house. So 
America's a lot. I'm sure where you are too. There's taxes for everything, but oh yeah, it's oh yeah, probably cheaper. <laughs> but in Jamaica, recently they reduced some of the taxes in acquiring houses because they were a burden for locals. I mean, in, international investors and also ex, expats and you know people who are they are Jamaican, but they spent a lot of time abroad. Mm. For them, it wasn't so burdensome, but for the locals, even high professions, high-paying professions, they still had a hard time acquiring houses because of these um, exorbitant taxes. So there's been whopping um, changes in the tax structure and all the fees associated with acquiring properties in Jamaica now. So that's very good. And that's one of the reasons why we're also seeing these boom in, in the real estate. Because, I mean, even with corona happening and everything is slowing down, Mm-hmm. If if you, if you go outside or you drive along the street, you see lots and lots of, um, what do you call these, multi-story properties going up in Kingston. And actually in the past, mm-hmm. it was very difficult to erect multi-story buildings in Kingston. So again, that's a not, also a recent um, change to laws right. that actually allows that. Before, you could only get hotels and a very special um, permission right. for anything over three floors. But now... It's nice. Game on, right? So yes. it's so funny. I was driving through. I don't. I'm not sure if it was Kingston or New Kingston, but I was driving around with my sister. She was actually driving, and um, it was a lot of abandoned buildings downtown. And so, okay, so if it's if it's if it's abandoned buildings, you're probably talking about downtown Kingston, and that would probably be the southern part of downtown Kingston that you have these um that look like abandoned buildings. Um, in really rustic shape. And it's something that's been on the agenda for a while because they do want to redevelop downtown Kingston. And they, they talk about it a lot. But <laughs> there's a lot of heritage there. And I think some of the people cannot agree about what to do. And I think some of the people are hoarding some of these properties as well. So I don't really know the full story, but I know it's something they wanted to do. And it's improving because they've, actually started fixing up some of them and some of them have vagrants inside of them some of them have businesses inside of them even though they look really dilapidated right and just it's just a long history of of things and part of it is associated with crime and violence and and i think that has affected some in the attractiveness to investors for a while just because we have pockets of crime and violence Mm -hmm. for a long time but I mean, I think real estate has managed to survive all of that. Right. Yeah. I, and I, I think I think downtown it's it's been revitalized, but it's not moving fast enough. Right. And I guess everybody has to think strategically on how to work around the crime and with the government to make sure. I they're guess. not spending money that they're going to lose. That's exactly. a big thing. Yeah. So I guess it would be best to just stay by the resorts and, you know. Oh, no, it's not It's not that bad. Where do, would you recommend somebody to invest in Jamaica to make a good return? Well, it depends on their budget and it depends on their goals. So, for example, I mean, Airbnb is a really big market. Short-term rentals is a really big market right now. And I think that's one of the reasons to why the demand is so high because some of the locals, they can't afford to purchase their own properties in Kingston because the prices are high. But also people who own these properties prefer 
to rent to short term just because they make such a return. Right. Um, and so it, it, it really depends on the level of commitment that you want to take. So, for example, if you could invest in Kingston, say a nice, they maintained apart, uh, apartment complex with security and all of these things, and you would make an enormous profit. But the problem, the well, not necessarily a problem, you would also have to, you know, be managing or getting people to manage, you know, the cleanup and the, the maintenance because it does take detail if you're doing Airbnb or short-term um, rentals and just, you know, that, that commitment. Um, and the same thing if you were doing it in a resort area, because if you're setting up properties in a resort area, you're either developing for people to purchase and you have, you know, some good competition there, or you're also doing the short term because there's a big market for that as well, you know, for weddings and events and all of these right. um, master classes. So, so it, it really just depends on what you want to do and what you can afford because in Kingston, you can get a, a good deal compared to deals in, in New York and Newark and, and Chicago. You can get a good deal in Kingston so, and so in Jamaica so. anywhere. Are you familiar with like what a one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom, four bedroom would rent for? Okay, so we have <laughs> similar prices to the US. I mean, high end um, properties in Kingston can rent for 1,500 US dollars, 2,000 oh, US dollars. Oh, one bedroom? One bedroom and two bedroom. Yes. Okay. So that's New York. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that's what I'm talking about when I say over, overpriced and inflated, right? Because some of the salaries here, local salaries in here, Jamaica cannot actually um, support that. But we have a lot of expats and a lot of business people who come in, and they're okay. They're 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 fine with that. We have a peop a lot of people who come in on private jets, and there's private jets crisscrossing the island as well. So some of them are okay with that. Um, a lot of um, imported CEOs for businesses are here as well, and they would live in some of these places. There is significant tear in, in the rain quality and, and just the quality of what's inside of these uh, properties. Because when we talk about a, a 1,500 or 2,000 US, one bedroom or two bedroom, it's a given there's going to be a pool. It's a given that it's going to be security, you know, night and day and some other, you know, facilities as well. Right. Awesome. And what's, we spoke briefly about real estate development, what's happening, how, you know, I guess the infrastructure of Jamaica has changed, even just building up multiple stories. What are some of the projects you plan to work on? Like, what do you see? Where do you see yourself in the next year or so in real estate development? Well, if I get my way, I will probably next year, I hope to be on another property. Uh, okay. If I get my, if I get my way. But the thing is um, the market is so odd. Um, odd might not be the best word, but it is in, in a sense that people are not really letting go good properties until there's an issue. And so you want to, I want to purchase something that I can really make an, a return on. I don't want to purchase a property that I'm going to pour a ton load of money into, and then I'm just paying the mortgage from the rental or anything like that. So right. I, I really want to make sure that I get a good deal, but I will be looking and I, I am now looking at ways to employ different strategies because in the, 
courses that I took, I learned that I didn't have to purchase, you know, from Arthur MLS. I didn't have to purchase from what's listed. I could actually seek out other properties before they, they get priced. Right. So probably I, yeah, we spoke about that. So were you able to find out if Jamaica has a database to find these motivated sellers that you need to find? I don't think there's a database per se, but before I didn't think there was a way to find maybe folio and volume number and stuff like that, but there's a way to find that. So um, I'll be probably looking at it from that angle. Right. Definitely. Good. That's good. Cause I know that would be a challenge for me because in the U S we have a lot of different softwares such as uh, listsource.com. It pretty much tells you, you know, what's going through probate, what's, what land is available in this zip code, what buildings are available, who's behind on their mortgage, et cetera, et cetera, even fire damage properties. So with that being said, it's just easier for us to find information. And I didn't know how difficult it would be for you to find information in Jamaica, especially, you know, when you and I talked, I said, you know what, I might try to look for something, but I'm like, how would I really find it if there's not really a database and I'm over here. So I think that's, that's awesome. Let's see what else we spoke about the construction side of things as well. I told you that I would be duplicating multiple amounts of properties because I was going to do pre-engineered or prefab housing, which is also called modular houses in the U.S. And then I think you said you guys had a similar setup or you've seen a particular form of real estate technology. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. We, in, in Jamaica, we have different um, real estate technologies, if, if we're going to call it that. I think so because of the hazards that Jamaica faced, because I, I guess I have to mention this. So we're in a hurricane belt and we get the hurricanes. So the houses have to be strong. So for a very long, we also get earthquakes too. So the houses shouldn't be too strong. Right. But um, for a very long time, Jamaicans have prided themselves and been very accepting of a particular model of building, which is reinforced concrete with reinforced with rebar steels. And so that's been the, the, the way that most houses are built in Jamaica. But we also have prefabricated houses from the 1940s, I believe. So certain communities like Harborview, uh, certain communities in Portmore, and I'm sure elsewhere have had these houses. So um, they've stand the test of time and people definitely trust them because when they go to break them down, they see that they, they're they very right. difficult to break down. Um, and so we have those. So we have factories that have the, that can put them together and have the different pieces so you can order them and they'll deliver them. And then we also have uh, different kind of um, development technology where they use foam so it's sort of, um, so they'll put up a framing and they'll put the, 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 the rebar or the steel inside of it. And then they'll actually spray on the foam and then they'll spray a coating of concrete or something. And that too is pretty um, durable. And so we have multiple different technologies here. Awesome. That's amazing. One, it's going to be safe. Two, it's speeding up the process of building. Oh, yes. 
Yep. And I know, I know personally, a lot of those resorts, they're all prefabricated or pre-engineered. I promise you, they are. You just don't realize it because nobody's telling you and you're not a problem. Oh, yes, for sure. Some of the bigger developments, even nowadays, they're all um, prefabricated in some yeah, sort of way. Yeah, because typically when I'm telling someone, yeah, I'm going to do modular or prefab here, they're like, oh, what are you doing? A trailer park or trailer home? <laughs> I'm like, no. Like, all of the buildings that you see and in majority of your major cities, they're all using prefab, pre-engineering technology to build the houses or buildings especially in brooklyn like all of those buildings are using even if it's like a prefab wall they have the wood already put together as you would frame a, a bedroom they have it where the wood is already put together all you're doing is connecting four four divisions in the room mm-hmm. and you could get a room done in probably in an hour something wow. that would take something that would take you know four hours or a day could take an hour. So that's also a form of prefab as well. I'm, I'm all for the new technology. As I learn them, I'm looking to implement them. As long as there's no financial barrier, I'm interested because, I mean, if if we can get houses complete or completely refurbished in six months and three months as opposed to a year, year and a half, it makes a big deal. I mean, in the mortgage that you have to pay out, the stuff that you have to pay and the, the length of time before you actually start seeing a return or a balancing. Right. What I also noticed, I want to say I was in like the St. Anne area. Mm-hmm. Is that near Ocho? Yes, Rio? that's Ocho Rios is in St. Anne. So you okay. got it right. Okay, good. <laughs> so I did notice when I was going horseback riding, they had a lot of abandoned development sites. What what do you think happens? Do you think the people are running out of money or the crew was bad? Like, what do you think that the story is behind those situations? I'm not quite sure I know where exactly you're talking. I mean, it's at least like five. Okay, I'm not 100% like- sure I know exactly what you're talking about, but it's really typical to, 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 to just be in Jamaica and see houses that are unfinished, um, started. Sometimes it's five years old. Sometimes it's 10 years old. Sometimes it's... 20 years old, sometimes it's just one year old. And, and and these are for varied reasons. So people come and they invest or they purchase the property. And some of these people are, and see Jamaica has a culture as well of mm-hmm. building their own and not really going to the bank. So what they'll do is they purchase this property and they'll start it. And then they run out of money because they underestimated it. And then they'll go save again for five years and they come back. Well, how hard is it to find funding from your banks or private money lenders out there? Is that like an option? I don't know of private money lenders, but I'm almost certain it's here and it's possible. You just have to be connected or find the people who are interested because the interest from banks are pretty low. So I'm almost certain you can find private money lenders. I just I just don't know that they're advertising as that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but getting money from banks for development is pretty easy in Jamaica. I actually looked. And so for your first, for your very first property, I'm not 100% sure if this is for foreigners as well. Um, well yeah, I would be using private, you know, using my own private funds and or investors funds from here. But I was just curious, like how easy it is for, let's say I wanted to come over there and help you and some other 
newer developers, like how easy or hard would it be for us to get some money from the bank so they could do a project? It would be pretty easy. I mean, once you're once they evaluate the the, the project and see that it's profitable, they're they're happy because they're making money. They're happy to um and they evaluate you and you can afford it. They're happy to 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 to, to make it happen. The right. the banks generally here are very friendly and generally the entire government is friendly towards private investors, foreign investors, and also locals. So right. it's very it's gonna be very easy to set up a company, very easy if, if that's the route that you want to go, and also very easy to get these um monies. They'll give you up to eighty percent I think or seventy percent um for your project. I mean if the project is you can you can ask this is just a bank and we also have other um, institutions that will give you money because they want people to create cheap houses. Mm-hmm. There's an incentive, I believe, for people to create, for developers to create houses that Jamaicans that are living in Jamaica, working in Jamaica can actually afford. So, awesome. so there's a market for that, I think, as well. So let's team up. Let's let's do something like that because I think there's a, there's a big incentive and we can talk about that um, later on. Absolutely. And that's one of my missions in the u.s making sure the people from communities like mine so i grew up in a very urban setting i started i was born in brooklyn and the brooklyn that i grew up in is no longer there okay so no one i mean whoever's i heard about that is it just gentrification yeah gentrification and who's left in my community they all have subsidized housing so it goes by their income. They pay a third. I mean, that's great, right? However, if you don't have that, you can't live in that neighborhood. It's just too expensive at this point. And where I lived, where I grew up after Brooklyn in, um, in Newark, New Jersey, it's starting to see that trend. But what I can say about the mayor of Newark, he's making sure he preserves the communities and the culture. He's making sure that if, well, most of what I understand. The developers that come in, you have to make sure you're you're trying your best to keep a portion of it affordable. So at least 25% has to be, if it's an apartment building, it has to be affordable um, rent for going by somebody's income. I think they have like studios for $700 or one bedrooms for $900, just making it affordable because now one bedrooms in Newark are about $1,200 to $1,300 which is high compared to a couple years ago. And so he's doing everything in his power. If you want to develop here, you have to make sure we put a cap on the rents, at least for a a certain percentage. And even the homes that I plan to build, if you're a resident of Newark, we're going to make sure you're getting the houses at a discounted price. Mm -hmm. But if you're not from Newark, or if you're from like, let's say you're coming from New York City, unfortunately, you are going to pay the market rate for the house but if you're a newark resident you'll pay a, a definitely a deeply discounted price for the house so i think the same should go for jamaicans you know people in jamaica you want to make sure you're keeping the homes affordable so the people from the community can actually be able to be vested in their communities you yes know? i agree 100 i agree 100 percent and i think in some situations, we've actually lost that um, ability to preserve that for some people. Some people actually get pushed out because of this. 
Um, and so I think it's something that's very important. When they get pushed out in the city, and I'm assuming you're talking about like major cities in Jamaica, I'm assuming they just go to the suburbs where it's more affordable? Oh yeah, that's what a lot of people have to do with theirs. Um, they're wanting to be able to afford it. I mean, I don't think there is a choice really. They've just they've just gone to the suburbs, right? And had had to commute, right? We do know the Jamaica market is hot like fire. <laughs> I actually started following some of the real estate professionals and investors out there just to see what's happening. There's a lot going on there, so it's definitely a booming market. Tanisha, I know you're going to be great in that market and hopefully we'll be able to work together. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Do some projects, even if you're interested in projects in the U.S. Because I did, I do know you wanted some in um, the Midwest, I, maybe Chicago. Was, I, was, I was looking at it just because of uh, the information that I got that sounded right. really unfeasible. What do you think about Florida, though? Because I've um, seen some properties that look pretty good in Florida, I'm like. Florida, actually, that's my but I wasn't goal. sure. That that's but, my goal for ne- early next year. They have like this little island. I'm not going to give out all the deets, but literally, it looks like Jamaica in this little section of Florida, and you have a lot of vacation homes that you could buy for under hundred thousand, and you can rent them out, do Airbnb there or short term rentals, and or I might just live there depending on how I'm feeling <laughs> at the time. I know for a lot of uh, people in in Northeast, they tend to sell their properties. And I guess it's from those um, high taxes that you were talking about. They tend to sell their properties later in life when they retire and move down to Florida. And Florida taxes is kind of high too, but not as bad as New Jersey. Like New Jersey is the worst. (laughs) Yep. Awesome. Um, This was great. Thanks for coming on the journey to develop her podcast. You're definitely going to be a great developer in the near future. I mean, you're you're working on projects now, so you're a developer now. Thanks again. Thank you for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Yep, I had to. Like, and and thank you for encouraging me. Definitely, let's definitely stay in contact. Sure. Um, God bless you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Bye.